0: Hi everyone and welcome back to Wes Builds a Theatre. This is episode 9 and today we are talking to Josh Wilkinson who is a Manchester based performer, arts facilitator and
1: filmmaker. Hi Josh, how are you doing? I'm good thanks Wes, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you've had a busy day today haven't you? I've had a busy day of Zooms, Zoom meetings. I didn't get my daily exercise, so uh, you've got that to deal with now. I'll just be agitated throughout the whole thing, but uh, (laughs) other than that, I'm good. This is another Your Theatre episode, and if anyone
0: wants to get in touch with us, you can get us at Wesbills on Instagram and on Twitter, or go to the Wesbills Theatre page, and you can come on yourself and uh, tell us what your theatre would be about. So Josh is going to tell us exactly what his theatre would be, if he could create any theatre without any financial implications or anything. Literally the theatre of your dreams, Josh. And yeah, get in touch with me at wesbuildsatheatre at gmail.com on email and all the other socials that I've just said. And you can come on and build
1: your own theatre too. So first, Josh, as we ask every guest, what is the mission statement
0: of your theatre?
1: Yeah, mission statement. I mean, look, I've got to say, first of all, I've been a big fan of all the episodes so far. I mean, it, every time uh, I've been listening, I've been, I've been, you know, taking little bits of inspiration, but um, more so, yeah, it, it's something that, it's something I've been thinking about, actually. In real life, I suppose, blue sky thinking, fantasising about having an actual building. Um, but my mission statement uh, for my theatre, to be honest, I, I want it to be a theatre that just reminds people of the good things in life. That's okay. that's what I want it to be. I, 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 I can go into that in a bit more detail, but to me, like theatre is such a joyous experience. Um, I think that, you know, there's, I've, I've got into the sort of arts world now um, and there's so much sort of politics around arts and like there's just so much like anything really once you get in it, there's a lot to it. But I, I want to kind of hone in on the fact that, yeah, theatre is a joyous thing and it brings a lot of uh, joy to people.
0: Ah, so it's going to really focus on kind of the more joy and, and the fun side of theatre rather than uh, all, the, all the political things that I'm sure anyone that's listened to all the episodes of the podcast will be getting the idea that there is quite a political <laughs> landscape in the arts. So what what are the good things in life according to, according <laughs> to Josh's theatre?
1: The thing is, yeah, we say it's not going to be political, but I mean, everything i do is political um <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah there, there is something with that but um yeah i, I suppose my point is like i, I live in moston um and a lot of the stuff that i see is you know it's always referred to as a sort of deprived disadvantaged area and all this and i, I was somebody that was outreached um and got involved with a theater through uh, a project they did in my area. Yeah, and where and where is Moston, Josh? So Moston is um, a place in North Manchester, um, not too far from Manchester city centre and not too far from Oldham. And can you paint a picture of it for us? What does it look like? Moston, oh, right. You're walking down Moston lane, you can smell chippy. You can <laughs> hear buses beeping furiously, people <laughs> swearing. Um... <laughs> Uh, Moston, Moston has a lot of uh, interesting things. It's an area that's changed a lot actually in in my lifetime, but uh, it's something that has huge, you know, people would argue this, but I I always see the sort of community spirit of Moston and I see Mm. how, you know, Mostonians are very genuine people. Uh, They say it as it is. And that's what I want my theatre to be. Um, You know, like I said, there's been plenty of arts organisations quite recently now that, you know, you sort of see arts tick boxes being sort of like oh a deprived area let's go and give them some art mm. um a, a lot of these uh, arts organizations and arts venues um come in and sort of see it as a thing of like oh we're gonna we're gonna gift this sort of theater thing to this area um but to be honest i want to see you know my theater I, i've sort of got i've wrote here I, I, you'll be really proud of me whereas I've, I've actually got a document that is josh builds wow. a theater josh builds a theater you know the bar yeah. has
0: been raised for all future guests we need documents yeah.
1: before you come on because because i need to i need to see it you know i need to see it to really visualize it but i've got a tagline <laughs> my tagline my tagline to the theater is it's just called the Moston theater and right. my tagline is it is what it is it is what it is okay and and so you, you asked me the question of uh what what is joyous uh i guess yeah, I, I, I've always had a joy for, like, the theatre and arts and stuff. Um, my dad's a comedian, so I was kind of brought up... Um in comedy clubs uh, on the circuit in Manchester. Um, but yeah, that was a sort of my first insight into that sort of stuff. But when I think of theatre, honestly, like I got a part time job at the Palace Theatre in Manchester, so it's a bit that's a big sort of chain ATG theatre um, that's uh, yeah plunked in the middle of Manchester that gets a lot of touring shows. But I used to sit as a front of house uh, member and I used to just watch the audience and watching them react to a musical or react to a piece of theatre and just be absolutely like just buzzing and like, they'd be so happy. And I think that that can be created. It doesn't have to be a big space. Like it doesn't have to be a big theater, but it can be something that, you know, touches you in a different way. It might be a story you relate to. It might be something, you know, seeing yourself on stage for the first time or your story being told from someone else's perspective or something like can really make you buzz. I, I really love the idea of that.
0: Yeah, obviously, um... So the listeners might have already noticed, but me and Josh know each other quite well. And I do think you are, Josh, very good at kind of taking the nice top bit off life and just being like, it's fun. Let's enjoy it. Let's see what the positive <laughs> things are in this. And I'm quite excited to see that turned out in a theatre format because now already in this episode, like I always feel like something's been lifted off my shoulders. I'm like, we're just going to hear all the good things about theatre, remind ourselves what we, what we enjoy and what we like about it. So my question to you with this is what if you're talking about the good things or like you know, only good things or it is what it is, what is that for Moston? Like what is what would what would Moston want like if if we go into your theatre, what what kind of shows would we expect that's gonna be like this almost Moston crowd pleaser?
1: Yeah, well, look, immediately I would say that I'm gonna annoy people. Like <laughs> As soon as there's a theatre plonked, I think it'll make people just sort of feel a bit like, oh, what what is this? I think if anything was just um, placed in the area new, it would uh, annoy people. <laughs> <laughs> so so I know that I will have I know that I'll have that to contend with, but that's the point. I think you've got to rustle a few feathers to start conversations to then get people in. And if- I was going to say an interesting place to pause there
0: because, as you were saying before, you were talking about uh, briefly before. Uh, I moved to somewhere else. You were talking about outreach and ticking boxes. And quite often I think arts venues can do outreach into areas like Moston and think, I'm just going to bring sunshine and joy and I'm going to really improve these people's lives. And I think it's really interesting that you're like, I'm going to build a theatre and it is going to ruffle feathers. And I like that you know that that's exactly what it's going to do well uh, it, why do you think it is like why do you
1: why do you think that reaction will be there well the thing is right yeah there's two different things here i mean it's like yeah arts people coming into areas like this you know because um it, it does become a thing that I mean, I mean this is this is when you get political about the arts generally and like how you know things you know deprived areas and whatnot uh, become something that uh, arts organizations look for because um sometimes it is just on a list that they need to take and that is that is the truth i mean i've seen it but um and, and what i'm saying as well about the people of most being genuine they also know if you if you're chatting <laughs> <laughs> they know if you're um not being honest um and and so for example i've got that to contend with i've got the past of you know these uh, uh, arts organizations coming in and doing work that's very parachute and they, they come in maybe and uh deliver something for a, a day or a week and then don't engage ever again with the people that they've worked with um you know that's the sort of impression that i'm sure if i said look i'm bringing I'm, this is a theater i'm from the area but this is a theater i think people have had the guards up but another thing is like yeah it, they talk about i mean even mission statement you know that's a it's a phrase but um i think generally it is like a mission for places to come into these, you know, areas. And, and yeah. it's like a sort of, it's like a covert mission of like arts where they've got to come in and be like, it's a bit secretive and it's a bit like they don't know yet, but they're gonna know, it's gonna change their lives. But my understanding is that people know the arts, like people watch Netflix a lot. You know, you've talked about this on the show before, Wes. People talk mm. about Netflix a lot. People watch TV, people go to the cinema, people have, you know, YouTube channels and stuff. It, I'm sorry, but it's nothing new. Um, and the thing is, it's about bringing something into the area that, that hopefully, you know, I'll talk maybe a little bit about what I'd put on in my theatre, but um, something that, you know, people can be introduced to because they go, oh yeah, that, that's interesting or, or, oh right, that's someone from my area putting some effort in, I want to support them. That's what I would hope, mm. but that's the challenge.
0: Yeah, and I get what you mean about this kind of uh, parachute outreach so for anyone listening that isn't uh, up in arts politics if you're just listening to this episode or i don't think i've mentioned it so far quite a lot of funding can come into theaters or arts venues by getting uh, particular people in from different areas different postcodes or you, it's, it's basically called like outreach so it's like anyone that doesn't regularly go to the theater theaters are expected to then go out and get those people in and if they do manage that then they all show off to the peers and say, look how amazing we are. But I think a problem that, and this is a personal opinion, but I think it's the same one that Josh has, is over time, because that's the way to reach funding needs, it's not necessary. It, it's taken, I'd say it's taken seriously, but not in a way that would actually work and done in siloed ways rather than a constant effort to get as many people involved in theatre
1: as possible yeah. and there's a similar thing as well where's we've with, with um a lot of the work that i do is sort of exploring uh class as a conversation because mm. i think like we say about um working class areas i think the only reason i'm sort of interested in that subject is because I, the first time i had to question my class was when i read an arts form that i had to sign because i was doing a project and i was a participant and i had to fill mm. in that i was working class or the uh, you know the primary job of my who was the primary breadwinner of the household when you were 14 that question that asks uh, yeah. that th- then determines your class now when i ask my mates from school and people that aren't into the arts when i talk about class, it's something that's a bit they've never really thought about before i think that's really interesting because it's like the arts is making us think about it and is that a good thing or is it a bad thing uh, that's they're the conversations i'm interested in and i'm sure my theater would touch on that
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting to talk about that so yeah, so I'm from a working class background as well as you well know, Josh. But obviously, there's thousands of different kinds of working class backgrounds, and, what, and what's <laughs> really interesting about that question. So, to so give there's uh, a new question that's come out for Arts Council for Arts Council funding, where you're meant to try and find out what class backgrounds people are from, because then the idea is that you can track if you're getting more working class people into the arts or more middle class people into the arts, so largely the stereotype is, it's a lot of white middle class people that go to the arts, not many other people. One thing I noticed with that question, I don't know if you felt the same, Josh, is when it actually got down to working class professions, the options were actually really hard and you had to really research <laughs> to see what you'd land in. Whereas lawyer, doctor, etc., etc., et, cetera, et cetera, is all just sat there all nice and clean and it was really easy to do. And it always felt like those questions were written by someone that understands
1: middle-class jobs and yeah and
0: the rest of the like oh how do we fit these in
1: yeah it makes you it, well it, like I say it makes you question you it makes you question yourself But I, I was thinking god well yeah hang on why, why am I answering this question and and also what does it matter um it, it, to be honest it it's interesting to me because I I once doing some research and that you know it, it kind of it's being answered so that you know the fund the funders uh are sort of you know feel fulfilled that this funding has gone and enriched people's lives and and there is some you know i'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily but i do think that you know asking people that does set a bit of a question especially young people it's like i don't know i feel like a bit of a traitor sometimes i'm I'm from a working class area i've never been down a mine i'm not a plumber out you know um but you know, me sitting and doing an arts council bid. What does that make me? Like, what you know, what what, what class do I fit into? What is it? You know, I'm proud to be from Moston and a working class area. And yeah, I just find it interesting that there's a, there is a fascination about this from the arts and and what angle that's from.
0: Yeah, and like, I don't know, it brings it it brings some bits of guilt in me sometimes because like I could not wait to get out of Chorley. Yeah. Right. I could not wait to get out of Chorley, and now I'm on a job where when that question was made like about being 14 so my job now i think i'm probably making more than my whole household brought in mm. i'm not saying i'm loaded guys on the
1: podcast uh, <laughs> on a- Wait, let's go to let's go to wes's and nikki's stuff yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna throw <laughs> cash
0: everywhere uh but i'm not loaded but i'm, I'm already on more money and it's like then you start feeling this weird thing it's like am i still working i don't know it gives you like class dysphoria almost by being in the arts it's, it's very strange and I never thought about it like much like you I never really thought about my class until I got into the arts but the same thing is I was never around so many people that weren't well that felt posture or acted in certain ways that I didn't really understand because I was used to being around blunt people all the time.
1: Yeah, That did not go down too well when I first went into the is And this is what I'm saying, like with the tagline, it is what it is. I want my theatre to be just really plain as to like, you know, when people see, I want it to be apparent that it's a theatre. I don't want to trick anyone. I don't want it to be like, Oh, um, you know, come and get involved with this project. And then they get to come and watch a theatre show and they'll be the life will change. I, I want it to be quite obviously a theatre. I want to call it the Moston Theatre for that for that point. um, And yeah, I, I just think that with with that, it's it's also the thing of being blunt. Yeah. Like I said, I, I had to learn the sort of lingo of the arts and stuff like that. And that's interesting as well, because I initially when you are brought out of your place, when I'm brought out of Moston, my things would I, I sort of saw myself being having to talk a bit more clearly and less blunt like you say Wes um but now I've really honed in on that and own it as something that you know it's just part of me and my family and stuff it's not like <laughs> it's not like uh, you know if, if my dad ever heard me talking in a, a, an arty farty way he would very much let me know about it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i'm shameless that like, i mean the thing is like you know i've now got into like craft beer I like you know posh cooking and doing posh meals and stuff like that. Like literally, I th- I think I could probably talk to people these days and they wouldn't even know I was necessarily from a working class background. With me, <laughs>
1: yeah. And just to note as well that not 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 everyone from a working class background just wears a tracksuit as well. That's something I want. Yeah, to, and some to of them out. do like cooking.
0: Yeah. and some of them do like actually go into the, the theater as well yeah there's not yeah. too many of them that stick their head out yeah there's <laughs> a the, yeah we we are everywhere we're not we're not necessarily a stereotype i mean we're one of the biggest sections of the public yeah right so architecture so we know it's in moston have you like eyed up a building in moston or are you building something new what what's
1: it looking like i like the idea of using a space that exists but i'd like to really change up that space um to be honest yeah i, I think it could be a new build but in my head I've got my eye on this building it used to be a wacky warehouse Mm, Um, and so there's this big um, wacky warehouse building which you know I don't know if people are familiar with wacky warehouse but if you're not you didn't have a childhood Um, it was (laughs) a place that sold you know nice reasonable food uh, microwaved of course uh, and a ball pit and a slide and had a mascot I can't remember the name of the mascot but it was a terrifying uh, oversized human <laughs> um, <laughs> but the Wacky Warehouse um, yeah the, the the actual building now is being used it's an Indian restaurant now near me um, but I just like the idea of it when I see it I see potential when I look at it I think that must have mm. a great space where the play area used to be could you could plonk a stage there and yeah have have make that into a theater that's what I always think when I see it
0: yeah Wacky Warehouse is a virtually they're basically like a weather spoons with a ball put, stuck on yeah <laughs> Oh, did, yeah. you not, did you order one not to serve alcohol? Our Wacky Warehouse uh, near Chorley was like a... like Literally, <laughs> it was a pub. And then they just put a children's children's playground, like soft play kind oh of thing my on the God. Side of
1: it. Well, that's that's it. That's exactly it. And, and to be honest, I mean... I suppose it sort of fits in with that uh nostalgia of joy um but i do see it as that like it's a place you should be excited to go to i mean it's, i mean to me a theater is a place where you should be excited to go to it and you shouldn't be bored or wanting to go on your phone as soon as you've sat down and the show started and i think that's maybe what i want to hone in on so it makes sense that it would be in this old uh wacky warehouse but um i think as well it's um food is a massive part of uh, a lot of the work that I do, it revolves around food and community is food to me, like people sharing stories, uh, eating and stuff. So I'd love to have a restaurant attached to my theater that, you know, can work as a restaurant, but I'd, I'd like to sort of, um, yeah, it's just somewhere to eat. It doesn't necessarily be a big factor of it, but it is just part of it. I don't think I've talked about this in the podcast yet.
0: We were going to get to catering in a few more episodes time. Ooh. And there's this amazing story of, I can't remember his name now. But I'll, I'll give you the basics of it. So basically, there's this Michelin star chef uh, that was in New York or whatever. Anyway, he kind of, as well as having his Michelin star restaurant, he then opened like a fried chicken shack like in his uh, old town. Mm-hmm. I think he lived in Queens or something like that. Uh, but it was a way to so bring amazing food to the area that was at a price that you could afford. But then also train all the people up in the area in like to be like Michelin star chefs and really good chefs as well. Oh, cool. Uh, and I was like, I need something like that in my theatre in Old Trafford. I was like, we're having that. It's like some like banging food
1: at a reasonable price. But then yeah. at the same
0: time, all these new chefs are like coming out of it. I love that idea.
1: Yeah, well, I like the idea of having... I mean, like I say, I think food is something that everybody understands. And going for a nice meal, a nice treat, I think, again, I'm likening that to theatre. It should be something that's a nice treat. And I, I would like to give... You know, with all tickets, you get a free meal. And the free meal, there's specials that you can pay more for. But with the ticket you get a meal which is potato ash or curry or whatever is on the go that's that's what you get when you come and watch the show um but I do see it as like um sort of having that as part of the theater but it's it's all sort of uh the the thing I was thinking I was trying to explain it in the best way of how I want it to work because I want there to be a space that is for participants and is for say functions or uh for classes and stuff arts activities for young people old people um and I guess I want that to be a something that you know gets people in and then maybe gets them to watch the shows but also Mm. it can work separately like it doesn't have to be a a direct feeder like this space can be used Um, and yeah I think the only likeness I could think of and this is the most (laughs) not you know we talk about being working class I could only liken it to a spa (laughs) <laughs> a spa hotel right you go to the hotel to sleep and go there right and there's a spa there that makes money on the side the spa is a lovely activity to do but you don't have to go to it to stay at this hotel
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm. uh, it's two sides to it and i like how they can go together but they don't have to so
0: with this kind of like food being the center of it is it going to be mm. like are you imagine like a big hall in the middle where everyone like eats and there's like a bar and drinks and stuff and then like the theatres are kind of like on the outside and participatory bits like on the outside of the hall. Is it is that yeah. like the
1: hub of the building or? Yeah, I would say that this main space that is like, you know, I, I don't like foyers for one, so it's not going to have a foyer. Uh, I think okay. that foyers do, are do really. Find, define
0: define yeah. a foyer. A foyer. What do you
1: mean by a foyer? Um, a foyer. Uh, usually the dead space when you walk into the theatre uh, between yeah. you and the box office. um. Or, you know, that first interaction. I think that yeah. it's really intimidating. I think it's massively intimidating. I think that, you know, there's a lot of places I've been to, you walk in, it's usually, you know, in the daytime and you go and book your ticket or whatever, it's usually quite dead in a lot of theatres, especially traditional types of theatres. And the um space when you walk in between you and your first interaction is massive. And it's really intimidating when especially you can't see yourself in that space and you're looking around and it makes you walk out. It yeah. I I don't know, I just think that I'd like there to be something that you can engage with straight away, whether that's a little art installation or even literally just a person. So when you walk in, it's not too awkward and you're there talking straight away. I think that's how it would work. I feel like you need that person
0: like hidden and then they kind of stroll out yeah, like a person, with a top suppose. hat. <laughs> yeah, right, because, right, so obviously I've done a lot of box office work in my life, right? And box offices turn up on foyers and. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> it's also awkward for the box office person. So where I've worked most of my time, there's like a, it must be 10 meters
1: (laughs) until you get
0: to the box office. You know
1: what? Well, I'm thinking now, I might, you know what, Wes? You you can work on box office in my theater. I'm going to put you on like a drive-through, like McDonald's, so that you've got a little window (laughs) that people can just drive past or walk past in there. You can open up and ask if they want fries with that. (laughs) Now, you're onto an
0: idea here, you know. I know. What if, to get someone through the door, because walking through the door is hard, but what if someone's coming past, as a hatch where yeah. someone talks to the person and it's like, oh, it's fine to come in. Why don't you bob in? And it's like a little hatch that you talk. About. I yeah, d I yeah, actually
1: let's think do that, that. Would work. Yeah, got a hatch, got a hatch or like a little um a little box, yeah. box office where you can walk past and chat to someone as you go in and you don't necessarily need to go into the fire yeah. until you watch the show. But but I like I like the idea of, like you say, this restaurant bit being a central hub or like it can be a bar as well. Um but then you've got maybe to the right, you've got the actual um room where it can be used for anything multi-purpose community space and then i really like the idea of having the theater hidden but something that when you go into it it's like wow this is this is special this is this this is a, a room it's like narnia um i yeah. like the idea of it being like a surprise room that's got the actual so staging. what would it
0: what would it what would it look like would it be like an old school plush red Art oh. deco theater or I, a more I, modern looking one or do you know what?
1: I think it would be an old school red seated thing because you know what it makes people feel special. Like when I mean, the Miners is a community space near me, and it used to be that where the Miners would go and have baths and eat and watch cabaret shows and stuff. And they do amazing work in the community now, and they opened a cinema, and the seats that they managed to get were from uh, an old theater that shut down, and the red seats that fold up and they look great. And for me, that is that that's really cool. When people go in, they go, "Oh, like I've seen kids go in and sit down, and it's just really." It's something that they see in films, it's something that you've you you kind of know when you think of theatre. And that's what I like about it. I like the magic of theatre, but I, I like I don't want to create a new type of theatre completely because I feel like, say, my area doesn't engage. I want my area to own that theatre, and I want it to have traditional types of it. I don't think we should ignore the pasta theatre, but I think we yeah. should own it in whoever that is.
0: Yeah, and I think the red seats, like if someone thinks of a theatre, they think of the red seats. And curtains, yeah, big red curtains. Yeah, and, and, curtains and obviously, yeah, uh, the,
1: the two faces, the faces at the front, you know, the sad face and happy face. Oh yeah, symbol.
0: Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's something special about it. I, mean, I feel like people are moving away from that old traditional space, but there is something special about it. And you know, it's that thing where, there's some theatre spaces now you could show a picture to someone and you'd be like, "What's this?" and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm not sure." But as soon as you show them the red seats, it's like, "It is what it is."
1: It's what it is. It is what it is. And and as well, it, the the <clears throat> the things that are actually on in the theatre space as well can vary, but it doesn't have to be traditional theatre because it's in a traditional theatre. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Let's do this, right? Let's talk uh, programming. So I've done a, a few uh, things differently this episode. So we were going over old. Uh, old episodes that we've already done and asking people questions about that but i've now started uh if people want to to kind of bring in their own bits
1: into it so josh you wanted to talk about programming in this yeah so, so what what is it you're putting on and again programming is another arts term that i it, it's not it is well i didn't know what programming meant if someone said they were a programmer but um i guess yeah, it's just the stuff that's on in the theater and yeah i would have theater as in plays uh live music comedy nights um and i'd also like I, I like using space so if there's a car park that'll be something to put on i don't know what that could be like an outside event or something but um yeah i like the idea of it being like i say comedy gets a lot of people interested in this area um, and music
0: yeah i was gonna say because uh, there's a there's a lot of history in Moston with social clubs and stuff that all seem to be shut now yeah uh and even around the area like lightbound um Upper yeah and you've
1: got like the the very like the controversial you know past of bernard manning and his embassy club and the you know that that was quite a hot spot for touring acts but you look back on it now and wow it definitely hasn't aged well and so it shouldn't but um yeah i think yeah. comedy generally is is something that i think that thing of being blunt and having a good laugh is something that's in the heart of a lot of people in this community Amazing. and what kind of music are you thinking would it be like well right i've kind of got this idea where my idea to get people involved and to get people to create a real community buzz is to have this sort of like you know like a sort of battle of the bands type poetry slam type event thing britain's got talent kind of thing um right but it's with five or six new pieces of writing from the community, so this can be from a young person writing a short story, or uh, some of the elders, or any anyone anyone. It can be somebody who's new to the area or a resident that's lived here all their lives. Um, but there's five or six new pieces of writing that come about now. I imagine that you know this there's, there's already writers in the area. This is another thing that's a presumption that you come into an area like this and there's nobody creative. Like there's nobody actually already writing. There's nobody actually already <laughs> making music. But there is. Yeah. Um and I think so we tap into that, but also like I say, maybe run a bit of a project that, you know, inspires or helps or you know gets people to get pen to paper and learn some writing techniques as well. But anyway, I would have this sort of battle of the bands type event that the whole community is involved with um and excited for. And what would happen is that these they would all perform like 10 minutes of their piece and it would be sort of cabaret style in a way or on the red seats and each table would have a set of people on it maybe mixed people from the community and they would have a voting uh, sheet or something and they basically vote throughout the night of who they like and then the winner um who has the most points and uh yeah is the most sort of chosen by the community (laughs) gets the funding and the directing or producing support that they need to put on the show and that's the show that's going to be on for the to start the season for example and then i'd say that the two runners up also have the chance to uh expand on their idea a bit and maybe that's something that gets put on as well uh but there the winner gets a gets a show
0: so it's almost like uh a comedy gong show but for writing
1: yes and that's how we decide what say the headline show is <laughs> going to be in the community like yeah. chose by the community uh with community spirit getting hopefully people in to vote for their mates and stuff or whatever um but it's uh an idea of getting people excited about the theater and that then mm. this thing that they've chosen as a community um is going to be shown and money's going to be put into it and you know they can act in it or we can get actors in but it's something that. It's come from us and it's a good laugh doing it as well.
0: There'd be some interesting uh, things at play if you did that. So like, for one, right, so I don't know how interested everyone in Moston is currently in new writing. But the interesting thing would be if you are a writer there, then you're going to get your family members in, right? So what you've done is, obviously family members will mark you better. So what you've actually done is you, you could start, it's almost like audience development, through family so it's like who's got a massive family that can start engaging with us here you <laughs> yeah, go you would yeah win. and they're gonna write it so then they'll come back again for when it's finished well, and then this hopefully is the thing. Yeah. more people to tell more people it's <laughs> an interesting on that audience development like even though it's not like you know i wouldn't say necessarily fur with who, w- who would win it'd be like who can get the most people in to vote for them but I it's an interesting the, yeah.
1: audience development strategy i think there's an element of that isn't there? it's like it's like eurovision britain's got talent we all know it's rigged but we all still watch um but no no i think i think there's this some i mean you know talk about another thing with this is that you know it, it's sort of that idea of um i went into this idea of building my own faith listening to the podcast and and sort of going in my head thinking that ignorance is bliss in a, in a way for i'll explain a little bit what i mean it's like like i say there's quite a lot of politics surrounding you know mm. this is theatres and work and stuff and theatre is usually quite political with a message and stuff but I, I like the idea of again going back to it is what it is and in this case this whole event would be it is what it is and hopefully the community could get behind it um mm. but yeah and I like the idea as well of just seeing what comes out like imagine just asking a whole community of people to show their writing like what would they write about what would we get like <laughs> I bet there's some really interesting stuff
0: and I suppose like yeah I mean, if you're saying this thing like you know be almost like be naive so don't overthink anything and just let it happen you can almost get that kind of uh coffee morning at a church kind of feel you know what i mean <laughs> Where it's like i yeah. uh, we just kind of throw things together we'll have a tambola tombola tonight it doesn't have to be perfect but it's going to be fun like that yeah. kind of thing is that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I and i'm not not to say that you know the pieces could be a really like a serious piece about someone reflecting on this Uh, uh, their life that might be deep like that's not to say that's what can come out of this thing like what what, it's up to the the people the the community to come up with what they want to share but um i do think that like ultimately wes it is what it is
0: so it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be polished it's about having a laugh and having fun and that's the primary that's the primary target is it's about having a laugh and having fun and we don't necessarily need to think that it's going to be the greatest piece of art in the world or you know it's gonna go some curator in new york's like oh i'm definitely going to uh, put that in the show yeah it's not about that it's about having fun with the arts and that's the top line
1: yeah but also when you think about yeah. it I, we've had uh, arts performances come into this area that have been supported by big uh organizations that are funded for them to come overseas and you know these are the, the very you know experienced artists and stuff and you watch them and you think they've been funded they've been paid to do this <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the well, end of the day it's subjective isn't it and i guess um i still want i still want uh, full production to go involved to all the shows on at the theater i want yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, but but still yeah the actual piece themselves can be whatever comes out
0: yeah so yeah and it's because it's targeted at that 25% isn't it like that's our, I guess, what yeah. our, it, what what people like for that 25% but what does the 75% like cuz the other thing is, you know, there could be new forms or styles of theatre coming out of your theatre when it's like a, a bit of a free for all and see what comes
1: out. Yeah, and, and, and who and what is it? And, and, and I mean, I do a lot of work with. I'm, um, you know, I'm still classed as a young person, I guess, in the arts, and and I've got. I do a lot of projects with young people around. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I see is, you know, how young people can benefit from the arts for confidence, for um, just general, you know, uh, expression. And and like I, I did CYC at Contact, which is Contact Young Company at Contact Theatre in Manchester. Um, such a valuable experience for me as a an artist, but also as someone that could just grow and understand. Like I can understand it, so many other people's stories uh, through just sitting and listening to them. And I think a lot of the time it's like, it's a young person thing but i think everyone can benefit from that no matter what age you are to sit and listen to someone's story you're going to learn like you're going to pick up you're going to empathize you can't be something live in a space and that's what i want to say you've got netflix you've got the cinema but having someone in the space with you telling their story or performing hits you in a way that you can't get on film you can't get on netflix mm. it's my opinion see so, <laughs> see so my thing is how do you get that
0: message across to your you know to the community so i get the stuff like you know you're welcoming in you want to get them involved and yeah. all that and you know
1: it's going to be it is what it is it's very blunt it's quite it's all about having fun but what's to say they're going to just come in and pay for the tickets
0: well no what, what's to say they're going to come in that's my thing like yeah. how when, when you first set this theater up mm. what is it you're doing do you think you've got enough coinage around town to be like hey up yeah. Josh's got a <laughs> theater going? Oh, <laughs> Absolutely like, not. I te- I- <laughs> like, what, what is it that's going make it, to make it loved or make people come in for, for, from the start? Because I'm not convinced by the idea that you've got Netflix at home, you've got this at home, but this, this, is, this is a different art form that could be better. Because I think, yeah. in my world, I reckon people are like, I'll, I'll just stay home and watch Netflix, you
1: convince me. So how mm. do you
0: convince them to get out the door and come to Moston Theatre.
1: Yeah. What's your offer? Well, what's interesting is I look at how I first got involved with it, I guess. And I think I look at a lot of the young people I work with now. A lot of people I work with in sessions that are running stuff. And for example, I I've, I just did a piece, we're working on a piece that um, is about local history and it's going to ultimately be a performance, hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed on funding. Um, it's going to be a theatre piece about uh, the history of the area and I've never heard you know my parents or my friends uh, get so invested or excited in an idea before Um I've had mm-hmm. you know are you going to do sessions that we can come to and learn about the area and stuff like that I think there's an element of really knowing and being embedded in your community to know what they want but also you know sort of having your finger on the pulse it, it's not easy that is a challenge and that's yeah something to be brought up but I think I would hope that there are things that entice people in um it's not something that will happen immediately at all like i'm not just gonna you know have a theater appear and then everyone's gonna be like oh let's go and watch a show um i would hope that what the things that are put on are things that might go oh that's interesting and then say for example there's these five things that interest different types of people and they really get that feeling when they're there watching that piece maybe they'll come and give you know have a punt on another thing the next time that isn't up their street but it's mm. still a chance of going in. I mean, I know these things are like trial and error, but I've seen so many things in my area and like the place that I work, like just here that goes against a lot of logic, um, like that is yeah. put down and a lot of statistics. Um, I I do see people just getting involved with stuff, and you're like, oh, I never would have presumed that. I never would have guessed that. So I am hoping that there's a bit of that. But yeah, it it, it that's the challenge.
0: I like what you just said about the historical kind of documentary thing you want to put it together. Because I feel like that might be the thing where if you build a theatre in Moston and like a lot of its programming is about Moston and very much says it's about Moston and it's about mm. Moston's history. Uh I think that would definitely be a hook for people because everyone seems to be quite interested in the local history. It's, it's interesting, isn't it,
1: not it yeah and, and it's not just old people as well who's interested in it. It's it's yeah. it's it's supposed to be learning about um learn about the past and inform the future kind of thing. But um, yeah, I would hope that it pulls people in with what's on. And and again, the same way that having your friends say that I'm putting in for this competition for writing their family, if everybody brings their family, then that hopefully hooks them into the, this theater and what it is about.
0: And you said uh, just to f- finish the programming section. So comedy, music, always winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you said plays. And by that, do you mean stuff that tells stories, written scripts? Are you yeah. saying, None of that
1: newfangled, really modern art, performance art style stuff, that's staying at home. Yeah, no, well, to be fair, I'm saying that, but like, I'm so surprised by my community constantly. And when I, <laughs> when I like, when I go into like uh, sessions and I'm, I'm referencing different people or artists or people that do theatre and I'm, purpo- you know, you purposely maybe don't list a few people because you're like this. This crowd ain't going to know them, but they do. Or they bring it up themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think you can always be surprised. And that's why I want to go in with no assumptions. Um, but yeah, I think with that comedy and writing and uh, that those plays would be, it can be somewhat new if someone wants to express themselves that way Uh, but i'd like with everything that's performed on the stage for there to be a bit of a thing afterwards like the traditional thing of you know somebody used to come up with ice cream or whatever i'd like somebody to um probably be me or people working there or the community (laughs) themselves come out and be like ah next week we've got this like you're not leaving until you've got a ticket but that is re- so like par- par- parish notices
0: kind of thing but exactly like you've that.
1: got to sell it to them while you're there if you don't believe in it or the you know or, or at least have say for example if it was a, a project with uh a, somebody that wrote a story about their life or whatever and that's going to be on get that person on at the end of the other show and just say look i've wrote a show do you want to come and see it next week yeah uh, you can get your tickets at the door from where's it is his drive-through
0: <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> this is where, see i'll get like this is where the niches of your theater are coming out now because like that that idea that you know, in most theatres, you'd be like shocked if someone just came on stage at the end of a show and did that. Yeah. But it doesn't feel weird for me imagining your theatre for that to happen.
1: And I think uh, well, exactly. And I've been in situation. I've been in this situation where I've done a youth. Uh, theater piece in a, with a local Amdram group, and as everyone's leaving, you know, as soon as they can, and the lights go down, up or whatever, uh, somebody's going, hang on a minute, wait, i have got to say <laughs> something <laughs> I've been, I've been there so many times. So another thing is, I, I have all this stuff in my head, and sometimes, um, I presume stuff like that is normal. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? I think this is coming out of what you're
0: saying now. Is there's a lot of arts places I hang out around, and it's like, oh, community work, oh, these new strategies, oh, this is great. But then you think about it, there's been people doing community work, be it like scouts, be it like churches, mosques, anything. Like, there's been people doing it for hundreds of years, and have we taken enough from that? Should theatres at the end of shows, if they want to retain an audience grab people around the neck and say hey come here this is here next week
1: my my theater would definitely have a billboard as well like a cork board that you that would have the shows but also what's going on in the community or if somebody wants to promote that they've i don't know selling something (laughs) selling a fridge
0: I like like, like a proper old school notice board like you used to see like tesco's and that
1: yeah yeah that's that's definitely attached yeah
0: i like that so finally and you know you don't have to discuss this because you know it is close to my heart uh, but it'd be really good if you did. You've asked for tickets and deals.
1: Yeah. Well, the reason I brought this up is because it's another thing. You cannot talk about a theatre without talking about how much it's going to be and stuff. Because especially in my area, like, I, I had this time where, right, I-, I did um It wasn't a pantomime as such, but it was like a Christmas show. And the Christmas show uh, was about this elf that... Um, it-, it was with the local dance group and any other young kids in the area at the miners that wanted to do a-, do a Christmas show and be in it. Um, they invited all the parents and stuff, and in the end, Santa came out, and then it became a Santa present thing for the kids. Um, I remember this parent, this mum, coming in, and um, she had about five, four kids, and the tickets were all like two pound each. Now, two pound each is isn't like it to me. I was thinking that's that's nothing. But then when you calculate that for Oliver and the kids and everything, she, she said, I'm not coming in. I'm not having it. Like, with sorry kids. Now, I obviously jumped in straight away and was like, just come in, please. Like, just sit down, like get get involved. Um, What I don't want is the theater to have, I think you can get to a certain point when you're getting into a business and theater and stuff where you've got to get very professional and things come up that you can't do. Like if I was at the Palace Theater, as a staff member, I couldn't go, sorry, just come in. Uh, anyway, just come in There's space for you. Mm. Just come in. That's fine. Just pay £2 for everyone. I couldn't do that because it's not good for business and stuff. But I never want to lose that mentality at this theatre. I want that to be okay. And um, if that means that this staff eventually that I don't know what would be the protocol, like if they'd have to check something. but again, protocol is what I, I kind of want to avoid. I know it has to be there. I don't want to be too ignorant with what I'm saying, but um, I want that to still be an option, but I'm thinking about prices and stuff as well. I mean, I've been surprised about that. Like I've got friends in my area that go to the cinema a lot more than me. And cinema is not cheap. Like it's not that cheap and people will pay for tickets. Um, But yeah, in in my head, I was thinking about affordable tickets. What would that be? I'm thinking like, say, for example, uh, if you pay like, uh, I don't know, do you know, in my head and this would be something I'd have to ask the People, but I was thinking, if you paid like six quid or eight quid or something, and got some potato ash and stuff, would that be okay? You get a meal, and then you also get to watch a show. I don't know. I, I'm. I would, That's what my my thought process was. But again, it would yeah. be something I think I'd have to trial with my with my area to see how they value it. But I want it to be something they do value. You see, I want it to be something that they don't mind yeah. investing in. So I'll impart
0: some uh, knowledge to you now. George. Go on, Ticketmaster. We'll Come, Come
1: on, say so, right. So if
0: you do, if you're doing anything in terms of pricing or deals or tickets or anything like that. What you're doing is, it's not just trying to cover your costs necessarily. It's like messaging, it's like all part of the marketing of saying what you are. That's part of it. And the other part is you've got to think of motives and what what does this thing that I'm creating here, this price or this message I give out, what does that do to motivate someone to come? So for me, if you're a big theater in the middle of the city and you're putting on all these artists that no one really knows, right. Especially Mm. if you're doing like community outreach and stuff to make someone go to that. In my opinion is you make the tickets 20 quid, but Mm. you then say you can come for a fiver because in that situation, someone's like, Oh, it must be good. Some people are paying 20 quid for it and I've got a deal for it. So I can go for a fiver or if you're doing really early outreach for free. Now, For your theatre, though, it's not that thing of trying to value something that no one knows the value of, because it's not just these random names of different acts or dance shows and stuff like that. For your theatre, it seems to me it's going to be people they know that they're bumping into, local people putting on performances and stuff like that. So the motive to go is already there because it's a community group. So, and I think most of the way you think of pricing is more for almost business mindly so you're trying to just cover your costs and also make enough money to make something bigger or better the next time around yeah so i think your idea of eight quid or whatever in your terms is great but that's if you're happy for it to stay is a moston community theater yeah and it's kind of just for moston
1: yeah i think i mean i wouldn't say straight up that no one could like performances that have been elsewhere couldn't come. Like say if there was uh, another local, um, I don't know, theater group or something that created a piece of work that would maybe be received well in the area or whatever, or like something from, uh, I'd love to get someone like, how I could only describe as like a really wanky performance <laughs> to, come down, <laughs> to come down and just, and put it on for the pure joy of watching the area watch it. and And that's not even yeah. to presume that they'd hate it. I just would love yeah. to see a room of divided people and then for that conversation to happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think primarily, like you say, it, yeah. yeah. And and, and but it, you'll, although you'll it is be able a to communi- drive people,
0: yeah. you have to drive people to that through your community trust, you see, because if it's like yeah. you've really invested in them getting the whole community creative and stuff and you've got a loyal bunch, that's when you can at the end of a show be like, hey, up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of what <laughs> Forced Entertainment, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll come, come in next week. I'll it, it, be interested to see if it's your kind of thing. And then, you know, if you don't like it, then you still got your potato ash and whatever after. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Like that. I, I mean, and it'd be an expensive show for you to put on, and you'd have to get specific funding, I guess, to put something that big on. But that kind of stuff, like I think that would be really interesting to do. But I think people would go if it's if it's about your local audiences that you've built relationships with you'll be able to get them there through trust i think yeah but yeah i would hope so
1: yeah well exactly <laughs> um but yeah and and i would also want if anybody is participating in a project um i want obviously everyone to be paid fairly for everything that's engagement but like if there's a if there's a sort of a project where it's just a it's like a it could be anything literally just projects I, i'm thinking um if it was uh, a youth project where they are devising an idea or something like that or if it's um even we have a thing in the area called knit and natter where it's a local community group where these um older people get together and knit and have a natter Um <laughs> for example working with that group and developing an idea with them might be fun yeah. Um, but i would like to give participants you know if they're participating at the time they just get a free ticket like i want i want to be able to just offer that, um, as well as like, if there was volunteers or whatever, they get free tickets. Um, yeah. But I do want, I do want tickets to be something that are reasonably priced, get food for and you do value, I want it to become something that's valued um, in the area, because I see a lot of value in it. Um, And if I was to ever offer a student ticket, well, I wouldn't because I don't like the idea of student tickets. That's <laughs> I hate, I hate student tickets. I've never been to university, right? So I've never been able to get a student ticket. So in theory, I've sometimes had like less money, been less, (laughs) better off than my mates who are at uni um, because they've got student loans and stuff, but they get like a free ticket or half price ticket or like a cheaper ticket. What am I then? Like, what are these people? That's a class thing again. Like if we don't go to uni then, oh, I don't get a student ticket. Um, So I think a young person ticket, if that was everything. I
0: suppose there's there's different motives behind a student ticket though, I guess, because you could think about the student ticket being something that's there to be like oh, students you don't have any money please come but there's also flip that coin over who are people that have a lot of time and a lot of evenings free to go and see stuff and do you want to get them in yes so we'll offer them a discount so there's also that side way of thinking about your student tickets as well so but yeah i totally get your point
1: yeah and i think i think that's that's what i mean i I think it comes personally that thing about the student ticket and like how there were so many student deals and student things offered at places and and it's like well i could never access those so i think that it should just be a young person thing um but yeah and i also want to just add that um if it is your birthday you get a free ticket if you've just got married you get a free ticket and if you've just got divorced you get a free ticket. That, they're my only other things where they get free tickets, just for a laugh. <laughs>
0: Divorce as well.
1: Yeah, because it's a, It happens a lot here, but uh, I think <laughs> I think it's, it can be. It's it's something that can be just as much celebrated as a wedding. <laughs> right. So,
0: I'm gonna try and put this. in. I think this is. This is gonna be an interesting one for me to recap. So yeah, good luck with that. So this is the Moston Theatre. Okay, it is what it is. Straight talking. Uh, on your way in, there's me and a hatch by the door being like, hey, get <laughs> off the street. You'll never guess what's going on in here. Hey, Have a little gander in here. Yeah. Um, there's a large food hall. There's lots about food. The foods, uh, you get food free with your ticket. So the kind of eating becomes a large part of it. There's loads of participatory workshops for everyone in the community going on. At the back, there's a very old school theater and there's a lot of community work, but you also do get in acts uh, that are bigger now and again and a whole range of work just to see what the community like and to expose them to all different forms of art, I guess. Uh, Golden rule is it's always about fun. You don't need to overthink things. Think meet meet raffles, tombolas. Is this the kind of thing that we're on? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Uh... you've done well, you've done well.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and basically, it's all about having good times, not overthinking things. We're not here to pretend that we're doing the most polished art in the world that needs to go everywhere. Because maybe, maybe, and Moston Theatre questions this, maybe that's not the best or the most useful art. Maybe it's about being wholesome, staying in your community, everyone getting on and making a real network. And uh, people regularly coming into the building and seeing it like a second home. Would you say that's an accurate depiction?
1: Yeah, I'd like them Well, I'd like it? him to, to. To be honest, yeah, I'd like. I want everyone to be very. I mean, generally, Wes, he did very well at recapping that. Um, I, I think <laughs> that. I think that. Um, yeah, it, it would be somewhere that they're really comfortable with going. It becomes a regular routine in the community that people say, "Oh, you go in there tonight. going to the Moston Theatre tonight." Um, but I also do want it to be an event to go there. I want people to dress up nice. I want people to really treat themselves when they come to it. I want it to be. Uh, an experience every time that they come
0: they're gonna dress up now na- hey, is it uh, is it uh no no trainers allowed kind of a thing yeah 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 yeah. yeah
1: i i'm i dictate <laughs> what's nice and what isn't wes i'll tell barbara to go back and put her <laughs> put a little hat back um no i i you wear whatever you want that you feel like you don't have to dress up nice it's not uh <laughs> <laughs> but you want you like you, st- you want people
0: to not see it just as like a place to go for a pint, or it's it's still a night out. Yeah,
1: it's a bit special. It's, yeah, it's a bit special. Yeah, it's a night out, and, and that you can dress up. I mean, I've forgotten how to dress up now. It's been that long uh, to go out. <laughs> I'll probably wear my pajamas, but uh, yeah, somewhere nice for people to, to go and have a good time. <laughs> oh, well, Josh,
0: that is your theatre. Uh, if you want to come on, if you're at home now and you're itching with ideas uh, to tell me, then you can drop me an email at wesbuildstheatre at gmail.com and that's Wes with a Z. Uh, you can get us at Wes Builds on Instagram and Twitter, and you can go to the Wes Builder Theatre Facebook page. We will see you in another two weeks' time. I hope you have a lot of time. Come up with loads of ideas. Please get in touch. I love hearing from everyone. And Josh, you have been an absolute wonder.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me, Wes.